So the U.S. is trying to find other ways to, to get countries to move forward. They're looking at pillar one, which is the economic prosperity and trade and investment. Pillar two, which is on defense cooperation. Pillar three is on democracy, governance, and civil, civil security. Pillar four is multilateral and regional issues. Again, trying to be sensitive to not only the United States and our commitment with respect to USMCA, but the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. And then pillar five is on health cooperation. Um, because, you know, we've seen in the pandemic what happened in the pandemic, um, as well as in Africa, there are a lot of treatable um, illnesses that have yet to be addressed, um, you know, whether it's AIDS or river blindness or, you know, uh, malaria. These are things that can be treated. So the idea is how can we cooperate on health? This Get Ready to Be Ready episode has been brought to you by the World Trade Center, Arkansas. To ensure you stay up to date on new podcast episodes and more Get Ready to Be Ready series posts, be sure to follow us on Instagram at wtc.arkansas and subscribe to our YouTube channel at World Trade Center, Arkansas. Hi, I'm Dana Carter, Trade Director and Foreign Policy Advisor for the World Trade Center, Arkansas. Um, I'm, her, I'm your host for Get Ready to Be Ready podcast, and today we're having a timely discussion on trade ABCs and 123s. In particular, today we're going to be talking about the administration and um, its trade policy. And I'm delighted to have join me today our special guest, Nicole Bivens Collinson, who is with the um, law firm of Chandler, Travis, and Rosenberg. And um, she is our subject matter expert. So, with that, Nicole, we can get, you can. Um, Introduce yourself. So I'm Nicole Bivens Collinson. I am managing principal of the operating committee, and I head our government relations and international trade practice. I am head located in Washington D.C. Um, we have offices around the country, and we have offices overseas in Hong Kong and China as well. And we work and focus exclusively on international trade. Anything that moves across a border, one way or the other, we work on it. Well, let's just jump right in with the administration and its trade policy and the changes that the um, Biden administration is making and its new approach to trade. So what do you think about that, Nicole? Well, you know, um, I'm a free trader. I am someone who believes in opening more markets to opportunities for U.S. manufacturers and agricultural interests. Um, and what we're seeing in the Biden administration is a totally different approach. I will say that um, when I've been working on these trade agreements in the past, and I've worked on all of them except for the U.S.-Israel FTA, um, I've worked on all the other FTAs, the, one of the things many traders would say to me, you know, the market access provisions are great, but a lot of the tariffs um, are just nuisance tariffs. And quite honestly, if you could get rid of all of the other stuff, you know, the licensing, the having to get certified and the other thing, um, trade facilitation, the flow of my goods, moving them in and out, that would save me more money than getting rid of those tariffs. So I think what they're doing has some merit. The thing that I'm not clear on is that there is actual participation by all the other governing agencies in the United States. For what I'm saying, what I mean by that is you, you may want to have, let's say you have a small electronic product and you want to sell it in the United States, you want to sell it in the EU. In the United States, you get it tested, you get it certified with a UL marking, right? right. You go to the EU, you're going to have to go through the whole process again to get it tested, certified, to get the CE marking. And what that is, is if there were some way for a company to have a mutual recognition mm -hmm. that the EU recognizes UL, the UL, the US recognizes CE, 
Same thing with different standards, um, measurement standards. If we could get the entities to recognize them, accept them, have what we call regulatory coherence or mutual recognition agreements, that would be beneficial. I'm seeing a lot of talk about it, but I'm not seeing that the other agencies are buying into it. They've got their little fiefdoms. They want to control it. And until we see that, I don't think it's going to be, honestly, I don't think it's going to be that meaningful because there's no repercussions. So as we've been talking about, you know, um, trade agreements, um, what is the Biden administration doing about that? They're not, they're not renewing negotiations. They're just kind of going off and starting new discussions or, or renew or reviving discussions in an, under a different format. So can you kind of explain that approach? Because that's, that's new to yeah, it's it's very new. And uh, they're taking these, they're doing frameworks and they're doing partnerships and they're doing um, cooperation agreements, but they're not doing the tr traditional FTAs. And so they have um, set up different pillars uh, for discussions. Each, they're, they're doing it on a regional approach. They're looking at the Indo-Pacific, they're looking at the um, uh, the partnerships here in the Western Hemisphere, the Americas partnerships, they're looking at countries in Africa. So they're taking a different approach, but they have basically four or five pillars around which they have these discussions and reach agreements. But again, there's no repercussions for not fulfilling commitments to these agreements. So you, you talked about the regional approach. So let's just like talk a little bit about each one of those kind of regional approaches. So we talked about the Indo-Pacific economic mm -hmm framework for prosperity, right? So can you talk a little bit about that and kind of the status and kind of the who's, who's in, in it, who's out? Yeah. yeah. So that, that is called the IPEF. So you hear people talk about IPEF, the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. It was launched in May of 2022. It has the U.S. and 13 other countries. Those countries represent 40% of the global GDP. The countries include Australia, Brunei, Fiji, India, Indonesia, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam, and of course, the United States. There's some other countries who have petitions who want to become members. For example, Canada has asked to become a member. They announced that, I believe, in October of 2022. And President Biden has been a very strong supporter, obviously, of having Canada in. Bangladesh has expressed its interest in wanting to join. And then um, some other ASEAN countries who have expressed interest include, include Laos, Myanmar, Burma, and uh, Cambodia. So it could be a, a huge grouping. And so far, they've completed three rounds of negotiations, one special negotiation, negotiating round and a ministerial. The fourth round is going to be held in South Korea in July. Um, and then Fiji's prime minister came out, or trade minister came out, um, I think it was in March, and said that thinks that the negotiations could be done in November of this year. So they're they're moving and grooving. Um, on different issues. So are there any like key provisions at this point in time that are mo moving smoothly or any key provisions that are being kind of hotly debated right now? I don't know. So there's four pillars. I said talked about the different right. pillars that they might be working right. on. For the IPEF, they've got four pillars, which are trade, supply chain resiliency, clean energy decarbonization and infrastructure, taxation and anti-corruption. All of those countries are participating in all four, with the exception of India, which is not participating in the trade pillar talks. So, you know, they, they are moving. Um, there has been some uh, exchanges of um, documents. And I would say that, you know, one of the things in May, um, it was right at the end of May, about May 27th, I think, uh, it was in Detroit, Michigan, 
Secretary Raimondo from Commerce Department and USTR Thai were at the discussions, and Secretary Raimondo announced that the IPEF countries had substantially concluded negotiations on the supply chain pillar. Now, what what it, what are these negotiations? What we've seen so far is they say that they're going to establish an IPEF supply chain council. They're going to an IPEF supply chain crisis response network. They're going to do an IPEF labor rights advisory board. So as you can see, it's 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 groups to talk about things and advise on something, but there's really no no there there in my opinion. Yeah. Understood. So let's talk about the Western Hemisphere and the Americas. What's going on here? So this is the APEP. So this is the Americans Partnership for Economic Prosperity. This was also launched in July. Um, well, it was announced in July. It wasn't launched until January of this year. Um, there are the U.S. and 11 Western Hemisphere countries, and that accounts for 90% of the Western Hemisphere's GDP. It includes Barbados, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, DR, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Mexico, Panama, Peru, and Uruguay. Now, what's interesting is of those countries, we already have free trade agreements with Canada, Chile, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Panama, and Peru. So mm -hmm. that leaves Barbados, Ecuador, and Uruguay, with which we don't currently have an FTA. So is there any idea of how that's going to work, having bilateral and then having regional agreements? Well, because the agreements don't have any rules of origin and they don't have any market access, it's really just whether or not they agree to certain terms to abide by certain commitments about how trade is going to work. And on those, they're the, the pillars that they're really focusing on are regional competitiveness, um, resiliency, leveraging the geographic proximity, um, but you know, protecting environment workers, shared prosperity is another, the third pillar. Right. Um, and they're looking on investment. And they're also looking at a fourth pillar, which is inclusive and sustainable investment. And the idea on that is to get the indigenous populations in these countries involved. What, what's the status on those talks? Um, so those have, um, they've had a, a couple of discussions. Um, but we haven't seen anything concrete come out of them yet. Um, right. You know, they're still having, I think their next round of those might be in September. I don't know that they've set a concrete date yet. Right. So now turning to another part of the world, um, at a bilateral agreement with Kenya, the U.S.-Kenya Strategic Trade Investment Partnership. What is that and where, what's going you know, on with that? What's going on with that? Okay, well, mm -hmm. that was also launched in July of 22. In July of 22, they launched a lot of things. They finally had a second round of negotiations in April of this year. Uh, those were held in Kenya. And they're, they have five pillars that they're talking about with Kenya. Um, I think you know that one of the things that Kenya is also facing is they are a, a member of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. So mm -hmm. they have issues with respect to negotiating a bilateral agreement. And so have, navigating that would be very tricky. So the U.S. is trying to find other ways to, to get countries to move forward. They're looking at pillar one, which is the economic prosperity and trade and investment. Pillar two, which is on defense cooperation. Pillar three is on democracy, governance, and civil, civil security. Pillar four is multilateral and regional issues. Again, trying to be sensitive to not only the United States and our commitment with respect to USMCA, but the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. And then pillar five is on health cooperation. Um, because, you know, we've seen in the pandemic what happened in the pandemic, um, as well as in Africa, there are a lot of 
treatable um, illnesses that have yet to be addressed, um, you know, whether it's AIDS or river blindness or, you know, uh, malaria, these are things that can be treated. So the idea is how can we cooperate on health? So those are, now, are there... forward. We haven't seen anything yet. Okay. So we, we've talked a lot about, you know, regional agreements, bilateral agreements, the Biden administration's, you know, trade policy, you know, how their the perspective, which is certainly different and new. How does that relate to anything we do in Arkansas? All these trade agreements out there, all, well, trade discussions rather, and right. free trade agreements, obviously. Um, how does that relate to Arkansas businesses? It seems like there's a lot of discussion right now, but again, nothing really there there yet. Right. There's not there's not a lot of there there yet. Um, but but how does it impact the Arkansas businessmen? I think it's important to stay abreast of what they're doing and how they're doing it. One key area, of course, is going to be in the area of digital trade um, with respect to is it going to be taxed, uh, which could impact many of your companies uh, that may be trading, you know, cross borders digitally. Um, or um, there's some other provisions that have to deal with uh, new technologies that are coming on board and how would we deal with it? Again, it's not clear. There's no dispute mechanisms that are built into this, right? So there's really no way to, um, if if there is a violation or if a company feels something has gone wrong, how do you redress that? Other than through additional dialogue, I'm not I'm not clear yet, because we haven't really seen the full culmination of what these discussions might yield. It's hard to know exactly how they may impact it, but I think it's very important that Arkansans really take pay attention to what is being discussed. And if there are specific areas with specific countries in these regions, then to bring those up so that we can make sure that the USTR is aware of them going forward. You know, Nicole, this has been really helpful and a great discussion. And there's certainly a lot for us to um, be mindful of as the, as the administration moves forward with its trade policy and as all these discussions continue. So um, I'll just look for you to keep me up to speed and I'll have, try to keep Arkansas businesses up to speed. And um, thank you again for taking your time today to speak with us. Sure. Sounds like a deal. Thanks. Thanks.